Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode is all about best documentary films with Spencer Spaceship Shipton, a musician and filmmaker. Him and Tony go on a deep dive into the best film documentaries. Enjoy! Welcome back everyone, it's Tony the Movie Guy with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Hello everyone, it's a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. I am your host, Tony the Movie Guy, and my guest, who flew all the way in to Los Angeles just to be on the show, and some other things as well, spaceship or spacey right yes spacey Ooh, sorry I about the love congestion. that voice i know <laughs> i know um this is my radio voice so if you like it great if you don't no it's perfect <laughs> okay so spencer is your name uh yeah um it's just one of those things on facebook where they don't like spacey as as a real name and they requested that i give them my government id so I go by Spacey, so <laughs> Facebook can just have Spencer. But yeah, yeah, you can call me anything you want except late for dinner. Well, I like Spacey. Okay, cool. So first of all, um, I love the topic you and I picked uh, for the show. We're going to discuss uh, best film documentaries. We both uh, brought our lists, and I won't lie, I have been watching documentaries nonstop for the last month or so because I had a lot of catching up to do. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I have to agree. I've, I had to do a lot of catching up myself, which is, it's funny because I, I kind of was weaned on documentaries from a very young age. So I, I have a, a, a good catalog to draw from and, you know, the sort of this personal well that I can say, Oh, here's a movie that I saw when I was 12 but obviously, I wanted to get a little bit of a refresher. So even on the flight here, I watched uh, one, which I will mention later. Uh, but it was like a three-hour documentary. Wow. And so for the flight, um, that was a good chunk of the flight just chewed up by a documentary. So. Well, that's dedication, man. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, here's what I love. So uh, what we do is we pick topics, genres, and we deep dive into them. And, uh, you know, look, I'm Tony the Movie Guy. I love movies. I love all kinds of films. But one of the best parts of this show has been meeting awesome artists, actors, producers, writers, musicians, people like you, um, and also just really expanding my knowledge and my love of different subjects. Right, you know, right. different parts of film, like costume design. I had a costume designer who's worked on many films. And after that episode, not only was it an awesome episode, but after that episode, Every time I'd watch a film, my appreciation for the costume design would go way up. Oh, or totally, same thing yeah. with music scores or, or whatnot. So with film documentaries, there are so many of them. And you may think, that's, well, that's just for like smart people. No, man. There's so many <laughs> great documentaries no. out there. Uh, on the contrary, I, I think with um, documentaries, uh, especially for me, um, on the other side of it where I try to make my own documentaries, it seems like it's just more, it's it's simpler and easier to tell a story without a narrative structure right. in a way. So some could say, well, it's more highfalutin. 
but I don't know. It, anything can be that way. And, yeah, totally. And, 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 and if your your subject, it's the same consideration as for a, a narrative or a fiction, is that you have a character and you have to find your character. And you to to do that is it takes the same skill. And it's just so interesting to me that in real life, uh, it gets to be, uh, what's the saying? That truth truth is stranger than fiction absolutely uh, so that's the same so <laughs> I, I i tend to find myself watching documentaries with the same kind of if they're very good right with being transfixed in the same way that i would watch you know well any, just any, like films there's millions of them but there's some real diamonds in the rough oh yeah there are yeah. documentaries that are just phenomenal yeah totally you know anyway it's a fascinating subject before we rock and roll into that um let's hear a little bit about you spaceship um i know you're a, a multi-talented musician you're a director you're a cinematographer you you work for hit record which yes. is uh, joseph gordon levitt's company mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of the videos the the creative kind of group and team effort that that whole thing that hit recorded it's gone for several seasons now right it's incredible Um, yeah so we had two seasons of television with hit record on tv and i worked on um, every single episode of that um, in a lot of different capacities so while i do have a background in music primarily so i can play instruments i can sing normally not today (laughs) but um yeah so my interest is uh myriad in that i love you know, film. I love writing. I love anything to do with all aspects of, of art. Right. So with the TV show, I got to do, you know, film score. I got to do, you know, work on little documentary pieces and it, it, it's just, yeah. So that kind of work is really appealing to me. I also, yeah, I get to work on films with my wife and she's, she's amazing. She's, who we're going to have on the show as well. Cora, yeah, yeah, who's a she, filmmaker. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, inspires me every day. Um, Aww. yeah. So I, I, I never would have thought myself to be a documentary or for that matter, a feature or narrative filmmaker. But, um, but that being said, I, I, my, I primarily lean toward documentary. So, right. I was able to, to produce um, an animated sequence for the show where we took a um, hit record, right? Yes. For a hit record. And it was a, a mother and a son talking about, you know, the nature of, of motherhood and, and we, and I animated it, you know, and it was just really lovely because of the content in the documentary style, but you can take the animation and make something new out of it. So it is documentary, but it's also animation. And, I love documentaries that can kind of push the boundaries yeah. of the format. So some of the films on my list in particular, they're going to push the boundaries a little bit in some ways where it'd be like, I wouldn't have necessarily thought of that as a documentary, but um, I think that's up to our listeners to decide or your listeners. They're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the they're guest. Now. You're the guest. It's your list. So I'm going to take whatever you bring up and have to say, and it's going to be interesting. And uh, uh, that's, that's fun. So in terms of what you're working on, do you have any upcoming projects or anything like that? Um, that's a good question. Um, I am looking to develop the, um, uh, this is going to sound really corny but i am making a documentary about my mom and my dad and i have doesn't sound corny (laughs) (laughs) well my dad passed away about a year ago so So that especially does not sound corny. yeah but i i also i want to make sure it's true to the spirit of who he was and who my mother is and kind of make 
a, a documentary that kind of pushes the boundaries of the format, you know, right. where you can, you know, maybe play with truth and play with uh, reality and play with how we perceive things because it's in, truth is in a lot of ways perceived um, in a narrow uh, corridor for the individual because how I experienced my mother and father is not necessarily how my mother experienced my dad or my dad experienced my mother and, and so on and so yeah, forth. I get so kind of getting like lots of different points of view is that's, that's one project I really would like to get going. And I think having this discussion is kind of a, kind of a motivator for yeah, that. Yeah, man, I look forward to seeing that. And I've seen Thank some you. of your work. I've, I've watched some of your music videos and oh, shorts. Oh, my word. Thank you. Yeah, you do yeah. good stuff, man. You're an artist. I love it. And that's what we promote here uh, on the podcast. I mean, look at me. I just talk about art. Well, I wish I was more of an artist. You well, know? <laughs> uh, well I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of your podcast. Uh, I got into it after the 100th episode of Get to the Podcast where that's you were right. a guest. Yeah, we, your... we were both guests Yeah, on that's it. right. Yeah, and you were doing the trivia, and I just thought that was the most fun and fascinating thing to just be able to sit back and listen to your style. And, and so I dug into more of your episodes and so here we are. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. I saw a review I got today on iTunes and I didn't know whether I should like laugh or cry. Someone gave me a four star review and he was like, his reviews are so bad. They're so good. He doesn't have any idea what he's talking about, but it's hilarious. I love him. I was like, wow, thanks. <laughs> but I, I live for that shit, man. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I know. But you got to take it. You do. Well, that's what it is, man. Okay, cool. You ready? I'm ready, yeah. All right. So again, you, you chose this uh, subject. I know you're passionate about it. Um, it's an area uh, where I haven't talked about much at all. Um, right. And my appreciation for it just in the last few months has come way up. Um, but also, there are uh, quite a number of documentaries I have seen that have been very dear to me. Yeah. So we're going to discuss best documentary films. Again, disclaimer, these are Spacey and I's subjective lists. Oh, very subjective. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can already tell you we're really going, trying to go obscure and deep <laughs> cut. So we'll see where that leads us. That, It'll be fun. That was funny because of that Facebook post. I, I knew you could see it. And, and it's like, you know, I can see this, right? And... <laughs> I, he I asks people like, "Hey, throw some <laughs> documentaries at me that Tony the Movie Guy hasn't seen." I'm like, "Dude, I'm on Facebook." <laughs> <laughs> this is true, um, but I promise that this list that I came up with was not influenced by any outside. This sources. is your list, right? Yeah, this is my list, no matter what Facebook says. All right, man. Well, let's <laughs> kick it off. You're the guest. We're gonna go back and forth on our list. We'll okay. discuss it. Go ahead. What's your first pick? Okay, so uh, my first pick is a 1929 holy shit documentary. Okay. I seen this. <laughs> this is this is one of those that really pushes the format because it could be considered to be an art film, a surrealist, experimental type of film, but it depicts um, a typical day in the life. Not really, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's it's it was filmed in in the in the USSR. Um, it's called Man with a Movie Camera. Um, it's really unusual. It's it's uh, it's kind of like just a guy and his you know cinematographer, his cameraman, and the editor who was the director's wife at the t you know, and uh, they uh, they just over the course of four years they take all this footage 
and the average shot length of this is like maybe like two and a half seconds whereas at the, t- at the time you know and during the silent era you had like maybe 10 second shots or or something like that like really slow moving but this is like a really fast paced um visceral um very modern feeling movie and i from think 1929 yeah yeah so if you if you go on YouTube, you can see some clips from it. I was going to say, is it easy to find yeah. or is it like a YouTube thing? Oh, no, you no, can't, no. Can you buy like the DVD? You, or? Can, you can totally buy the really? DVD. You can stream it on Amazon Subtitled? Prime. It, well, there is no, no dialogue. Oh, wow. There, are, there is nothing. There's no context. There's no story. So that's what makes this so unusual because it, it's not a documentary in the traditional sense. It's it's but it has. So influenced. this is your first cheat, Spacey. This is well. You're gonna. There's gonna be a few oh coming God. up. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But um, the influence of this film has been felt on cinema for years and years after because it basically revolutionized like the freeze frame, the jump cut, slow motion, fast motion, wow, double exposure, like this. All these cinematic techniques that we take for granted. And How long is it? It's about. Um, Oh goodness! Like, is it a feature? It's like an hour long. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, you watch this, and you might be, why am I watching this? What is this? However, given that it was made in 1929 or released in 1929, um, you've got to hand it to the the filmmakers who, All right, who did this. Yeah. So that's my first pick. Good. Straight out the gate. Never heard of it. <laughs> Completely obscure. I love it. <laughs> okay, good. Now I'm gonna check that out for sure. So my choice. This is my and. The, my list isn't particularly in order, but Likewise, the f- yeah. but the first ones you'll you'll hear me rattle off are gonna be like my favorite because they okay. were the first ones that came to mind. Oh, totally. Um, exit through the gift shop. Oh, from yes. Banksy. Yes. So this if is you on my can list. see me, uh, you know, all the listeners, this is an audio podcast. I am covered in Banksy tattoos. I'm like a walking Banksy billboard. I noticed. Um, I, I noticed. Have been obsessed with the uh, British graffiti artist Banksy for about 20 years. Um, I have studied all of his work. I have watched all of his documentaries. I have like done the Banksy tour in England, like looking for all of his stuff. It's incredible. The guy is, he's so groundbreaking as a a graffiti artist and really pushes the boundaries of his, his messages are are very poignant. Um, Have you seen this documentary? I have. I I love this movie. Um, And it was direct, Directed by Banksy, correct? Well, so that's the twist. So oh, what this right, is right. about is this crazy French guy that I met called Mr. Brainwash. Oh, who's you also- met this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. met him. I have in my room two signed pieces of art framed up on the wall from Mr. Brainwash. <laughs> oh, my. The closest thing I could get to Banksy because that's... <laughs> Freaking expensive and oh, hard yeah. to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to his Life is Beautiful exhibition in L.A. when this film came out. So Mr. Brainwash is this just crazy, fun-loving French dude who was doing a documentary on graffiti artists for like 12 to 15 years. And he interviewed every graffiti artist on planet Earth and couldn't get Banksy and finally got Banksy. And when he showed Banksy his millions and millions of reels of footage. Banksy saw it and was like, this guy's nuts and has no idea what he's making. And he said, you know what? I'll let you interview me, as, but I'm going to direct this film and it's going to be about you. So he turned it on its head. So Banksy directed this film wow. and it's basically about Mr. Brainwash. <laughs> and Banksy himself said, look, Mr. Brainwash, th- this guy is either the craziest, stupidest guy I've ever met 
or the smartest guy I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Because Banksy isn't about money and commercialism. You know, like all these celebrities have bought his stuff for millions of dollars. He's like, they're idiots. Mr. Brainwash is the opposite. He loves the fame. Mm -hmm. You know, he loves it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a fascinating documentary. Oh, I yeah. And it truly is. Yeah. And fame is very intoxicating. So of I can course. see you, you sort of like see the progression in a way where at the beginning you think, oh, he's just very passionate about following this but he's very you know obsessive yeah to the then it goes to its logical conclusion once banksy turns the camera on him right it's yeah i agree with you this 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 is a uh, high on my list yeah favorites. people gotta check it out it's so fascinating uh you know banksy's still around doing his magic you heard about that art exhibition in england right i totally where did. they they sold one of his pieces <laughs> for like a million pounds I, I was and then so happy yeah and then when they bought it it immediately shredded and that instantly like doubled or tripled its value because it was a prank that's how <laughs> ridiculous it is that's amazing yeah it's pretty cool so next on my list is about a actor comedian um genius improviser um, taken away from us way too soon. Robin Williams, come inside my mind. That's on my list, Is man. it too? In oh. the top five. Good yeah. job. Yeah, and that's a bit of a cheat because it was HBO, but it's a full uh, feature. Well, I'll say and this. And I love it. It premiered uh, on a movie screen at the Sundance Film Festival. Did it? Yeah, okay, good. It totally there did. you go. So. Anyway, I I adore that documentary. It's your pick, so I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah, Damn you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll just say... Um, the uh, the the use of the um, all of those archival audio interviews yeah and the photos and the footage and everything it just gave you such an insight into this guy who um you you saw the face the public face of him and you loved him because he was so astute in his observations and just rapid fire he could so full of life oh so full of life yeah. yeah and and you knew that as you're watching this documentary it all begins to make sense as to why that once that light began to be snuffed out by um his illness that you know you just you, you see you see you see what's coming yeah long before it does and it's so tragic i yes. mean just so you know dead poet society is my favorite film of all time oh oh i, love I used that to movie. watch mork and mindy as a kid um, nanu nanu <laughs> uh, uh, nanu nanu i uh, robin williams uh, and then you've got so many classic films obviously jumanji mrs doubtfire it just goes on and on um what blows me away is as i said how full of life how funny he was and how deeply troubled he was as a man. Yeah. It's very tragic. Um, did you see World's Greatest Dad, a little indie film he did just before he, he died? I have not seen it. I've heard, I read the synopsis. Yeah, and... it's directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite, who is like his best friend. Right. It's, yeah. such a, it's almost like an intimate portrayal into Robin Williams as well. But this wow. documentary, it's no holds barred. It's, it, it, it doesn't try and like tarnish his name, but it's also very... I mean, he was troubled. He he had addiction problems. He he suffered from depression, and it, it's it surprises and it's quite shocking to a lot of people because he was such he brought so much joy to the world. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great documentary. I agree. Great pick. Oh, Thank oh, you. it's my choice now. Damn it, that was on my list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this documentary I've seen three times. It it blows me away, and this is like. 
you can't imitate art and reality um this is hearts of darkness mm. the making of apocalypse now have yes. you seen that i have not seen this but we were having dinner the other night at stanley's on van nuys and i was talking with a good friend who who was telling me about this movie and i was like I need to watch this before the podcast. <laughs> it's phenomenal, man. It's yeah. phenomenal. Uh, it, I didn't get around to it, but yeah, way. it's about the making of um, Apocalypse Now, which is one of the greatest uh, war movies ever mm -hmm. uh, made by Francis Ford Coppola, who basically went almost insane making this film. And he was like, this film isn't about Vietnam. This film is Vietnam. Um, I've, I had heard the things about it, but when you watch this documentary, Holy shit. Wow. I mean, they lived in the jungles in Vietnam for like two years. They literally went crazy. Martin Sheen went nuts. Those scenes in Apocalypse Now, have you seen the film? I have, yeah. Okay, remember when he's tripping totally. and he's covered in blood? It's 100% real. Oh my it's goodness. It's 100% authentic. It's very disturbing. I mean, they hack a buffalo to pieces in this film, which is real, which you would never see today. And I'm not saying I, I like that, but it's they go to such dark places and authentic places. And part of the reason why so much of this film feels so real and authentic is because it is. Mm. Uh, Marlon Brando was overweight, late, didn't read his script just kind of ad-libbed a lot of his scenes. There's so much that is just like filmmaking in the rough. And the film almost bombed and now is considered one of the most acclaimed, greatest films of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's an incredible documentary. You've got to check it out. Oh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it also plays with the um, what documentary is. If a, if a narrative or a, a fiction film, you know, they the, nowadays it's like no animals were harmed in the making this or... Or humans, for that matter. They and, were harmed in this. <laughs> Animals and humans. Well, it, it, I guess I'd have to see this documentary. That's then. Martin Sheen, like, covered in blood, in his own blood. Ugh. He was so drunk and so high, they just rolled the camera in a room. It, it's crazy. It's oh, insane. Man. And Francis Ford Coppola was going nuts. It's it's pretty insane. you got to check it out. But, I mean, again, that's just like art imitating life to the fullest. That's, <laughs> that's the best way of putting it, yeah. All totally. right, man. What's next for you? Next for me um, is a documentary called Bowling for Columbine. On my list. Is it? All uh, right. We're pretty aligned here. <laughs> okay. I've seen that like three times. Oh, I, yeah. I, and I, that's rough subject matter. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not a, a fun documentary to be sure, but um, it's, it's as fun as it can be with Michael Moore at the helm. I, yeah. I, say what you will about Michael Moore. The guy knows how to make documentaries. Oh, man. He, yeah, it's it's um, it's engaging. Um, he's he puts himself out there. He's very confrontational, mm. but he also has a sense of humor about himself. Right, you know, and he can be the butt of the joke. But he also just is very astute in his research, um, in his access. Who he can, you know, I, I I don't think a movie like this could be made nowadays. No, you know, because. When you, when you, he, he kind of, <laughs> that kind of figure, like the man with a camera and a microphone who just goes up to, you know, a guy like a Dick Clark and says, you know, what about the, uh, you know, these, these terrible working conditions? And then they're like, uh, close the door, close the door, you know, you know yeah. it's like you know. guerrilla documentary totally. filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. And, and however much of that is staged, um, it, it works. In the I think it's parts. pretty authentic. I, I, think, yeah. I think it's authentic too. This one an Oscar. 
Yeah. Oh, it uh, it did. I I guess what I mean is like I just recently rewatched it, and the end sequence with Charlton Heston, there was just some moments where you obviously had to edit in such a way to where there couldn't have been two cameramen doing all of this, and they were getting coverage of of certain activities between Michael and Charlton Heston. However, it doesn't take away from the intensity right. and the subject matter of you know the you know. The, the right to bear arms in this country and the, and fear mongering in the media to, you know, just the disparity between, you know, the classes. And it's just like all the different subjects that it hits upon. Um, there's because yeah, this came out as well, I think, just a few years after the Columbine school shooting. Yeah. So that like happened, early 2000s. Yeah. Right? I, re- I remember when that happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was in April 1999. I was in England at the time, but I remember. I mean, it was yeah. a shock. Yeah. And then so this movie came out in 2003. So it was still very fresh. Yeah. Um, and God, and look at where we are now, man. Yeah. Like, school I, shootings any, are just like. Yeah, business as usual, it's and this crazy. is a little off topic, but like Michael Moore has talked about some of the causes behind it, and you you don't you don't hear a lot of stories about right. what really causes all these to happen. But that being said, I do recommend the film just for the the layperson. If they if it's like I don't like documentaries, well, you're going to be entertained and you're going to be confronted. You know, this is a very a good place to start if you if you think you don't like documentaries because this is. Uh, two hours of your time that's worth that's well spent with this movie it's grim but it's fascinating and it's also like demanded viewing yes like it really this is required viewing it is yeah. sit up take notice it's yeah. still relevant big time yeah all right man well next on my list uh this is probably one of my most rewatchable documentaries so much so that i prefer the documentary more than the actual hollywood feature film which is Man on Wire. On your list? On my list. Okay. This is actually one of the documentaries that made me fall in love with documentaries as as like a format because it's almost like this heist thriller. Yeah. It's it's so insanely well done. And like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, talking of Hit Record, (laughs) did the film The Walk with Robert Zemeckis, which, I mean, it should have blown me away. And it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. But it it doesn't measure up to the documentary at all because that's real life. Sure. Yeah. Um. I will say if we saw it in IMAX 3D. Oh, I did, and it was incredible. Yeah. It, trust me. I was. I was. I. There was moments. Yeah, yeah. Where it matched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, again, don't get me wrong. I, I. I love the actor, the director, everything about it. But oh, totally. The, yeah. But but the documentary is so well done. It's such a crazy true story. This guy Philippe Petit. Yep who is like a, you know, an acrobat walker guy who breaks into the two towers like in the 70s and walks across it and is just there for what, like two hours before finally the the cops got him down doing all these incredible, like breathtaking, you know, tricks. And uh, there's all this footage of it. It's incredible. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I, I love Man on Wire. Um. There's there's very few movies that can make you feel so so out of breath. Oh yeah, it's by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're and through the um, through archival footage and photos and recreation, like where they go through and have the actors right. playing the parts, um, it all comes together and makes such a such a great movie. 
it's, yeah, it's and, fantastic. And I think it won the Oscar. I, I'm pretty sure it did. And yeah. You're right. It's almost like a movie, even though yeah. it is a documentary. Yeah, and I and I love that we can talk about documentaries, and yet it's not like it's so divorced from fiction or narrative because right. you watch a man on wire, you watch even a, a bowling for Columbine, even like there are, it's, it, it grabs you and doesn't let go. Big but time. yeah, especially with man on wire you're and, and Philippe Petit is such a, he's so charismatic. Yeah. He's so he's such an engaging such a character. wild character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. All right, man. Great choice. What's next for you? Um, I'm going to go a little bit lighter. I'm, I've been doing some heavy ones. I think, <laughs> um, this one is it's a home movie from the 1950s it is called disneyland dream it's a documentary it's so it's technically a a documentary it's technically a documentary it's um it's been preserved by the library of congress um in the national film registry so where can you watch it is it easy to find you can um you can watch it on amazon prime i believe or you can buy it on dvd okay Or, or you can go on youtube and watch it for free because it is in the public domain. It's never been really copyrighted. Um, however, I do recommend buying the DVD because um, the guy who made it, it's just, he's just a family man. He, he and his wife, they had three kids and they entered this contest um, right around the time when Disneyland opened and they won this contest and they got sent on uh, all expenses paid vacation from they lived in Connecticut and then they flew them out to you know Southern California so they got to go to not only Disneyland but they got to go to Knott's Berry Farm and uh, Universal Studios and this was back in a time when it wasn't really fully developed as a resort right. yeah, area yeah. but then you have Disneyland and it's like the first images of Disneyland that are you know captured for posterity and you watch this and the narration from the the dad character I call him a character but in documentary in in parlance what we when we when we talk about uh the people in these movies even though they're real we we call them characters right so, um yeah i get what you mean by yeah that. yeah yeah um so i recommend checking this out just because what's oh, it called again it's called disneyland dream also if you pause at about the 20 minute mark in the movie mm-hmm. you're going to see a young steve martin in his first film appearance. Really? His first job was at Disneyland handing out like little guidebooks oh, for a quarter crazy. a piece or something like that. And so I, this is going to, I'll tell you, I'll make this quick. I began like a correspondence with the filmmaker. His name was Robbins Barstow. Um, he was the dad of this family and I, he sent me the whole exchange. He's still alive? Email. He passed away, unfortunately, about eight years ago. I was going to say 1950. Wow. Yeah, he passed away in 2011. But around 2010, I began this email exchange with him, and he's like, would you be curious to see the email exchange with me and Steve Martin? Wow. And apparently, Steve Martin wrote to him and said, hello, you know, I appeared in your film that I found, you know, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm at this point, and at, up to that point for, you know, 50 years, no one was the wiser. So, that's crazy. So, yeah, that's my little bit of trivia. Okay, um, that's a great one, man. Thank you. Okay, yeah, my list is still a little bit grim, but <laughs> I don't care because this documentary blew me away and nobody has seen it. Um, it's called Eagles of Death Metal Nos Amis, which means our friends. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. This okay. is intriguing. All right, you need to check this out. It's directed by Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. And it's about the terrorist attack 
in Paris that happened a few years ago at the Eagles of Death Metal concert. Oh, okay. And it is one of the most gripping and emotional hour and a half I have ever watched. Uh, it's so empowering. Um, you know, they're this hardcore, like, punk band who... The, 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 the blow-by-blow reenactment of what happened to them is so frightening, you know, because, I mean, they were stuck in there with these, you know, terrorists doing what they... It's insane. But the aftermath, how everyone came back together, they went back and did a concert there in the same area. It's so empowering and it's very emotional. I love it to death. And also, I was just so impressed that Colin Hanks put this thing together. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible documentary. I think it's on HBO. Okay. Um, more people need to see it. Um, Colin Hanks has done a few uh, documentaries, actually. He did a whole documentary called, uh, you know, This Too Shall Pass about Tower Records, which is kind of a, a shout out. It's a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. I, so I've heard about that one. Yeah. yeah. But I've not heard about this one. This, this is... one blows that one away to wow. me. It, it's so raw. Um Anyway, I absolutely love it. So I, I had to mention it. And again, yeah, it, it's a grim topic, but it's ultimately very empowering, very emotional. That's so that's, awesome. uh, yeah, Eagles of Death Metal Nosemis, which means our friends. And I'm sure I didn't say that right. Well, <laughs> Nosemis. To be fair, I've not seen it. So I I'll, think it's I'll... Latin or something. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, okay. I can swing it back to around two. Yeah, more. you're doing the happy ones. <laughs> Here we go. So this is a film that premiered this year at Sundance. That's where my wife and I just saw it. Um, and then it had a limited run in in, in movie theaters and IMAX. Um, this is uh, Apollo 11. Oh, that's a documentary? It it's is. not a film, huh? It's uh, You're thinking maybe of First Man? No, 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 Apollo Cause... 11. I see it on oh, iTunes okay. already. It's yeah, available yeah. Okay. now. Yeah. So I, I thought I... it was a film. Oh, okay. So I I can't recommend this movie enough. It's a documentary, though. It is. What's it about, then? Well, it's hard to describe, but imagine if you were to be experiencing in real time, it, well, compacted, obviously, a bit, because it's only a maybe a two-hour movie. Okay. But you're experiencing, you know, the countdown preparation it's all archival footage and photos leading you up to the moment that the apollo 11 you know mission is about to be sent off to so the i'm kind of brain dead here which one is apollo 11 <laughs> yeah so apollo 11 is where we landed on the moon oh that's neil armstrong yeah and Buzz so Aldrin. neil, Arm okay, yeah, neil armstrong it. <laughs> uh was the commander on the mission and then the pilots were buzz aldrin and michael collins wow so those okay. are the, the three men that you know made it to the moon the first awesome. you know manned moon mission and um so it's yeah. in-depth footage of that. yeah never before seen footage oh, never I'm, before I'm heard in. audio yeah totally it, there's no like talking head saying this is what we did <laughs> and you know it's more you're in the moment every step of the way and it's so gripping i i have sort of a fear of takeoff and landing with when it comes to flying personally like i don't really enjoy those parts i kind of like when you're up in Okay, we're in the air. Right, right, right. So those moments leading up to and and ending the film are just... That's a rush. <laughs> really, for me, was a real rush. And I think for anybody who didn't get to watch it on the big screen, unfortunately, you know, it's still, if you watch it on your, your iPad or whatever, you know, in your home theater, uh, I, I can't recommend yeah, this Yeah, I'm going to check that out. 
It's it's amazing. I thought amazing. it was like a like just another like sci-fi film or something. No, it's uh well no it's sci sci fact. This is the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, next on my list, um, Free Solo. Oh. So I saw that this year. Okay. Um, absolutely blew me away. Have you seen this yet? I've not seen it yet. Oh, you haven't. So this no. is about Alex uh, Honnold who uh, free climbs El Capitan mm-hmm. uh, in Yosemite, yeah. and it, it it's just such an incredible feat. I mean, obviously it's so death defying what he does, but what drives this guy and how it's done, like these filmmakers, literally are like. We're, we're recording everything that's happening and he could die at any moment. I mean, he literally could die at any yeah. moment and, you know, happy ending. He actually did it and he survived. Um, but it's just insane. And it, but it's also, again, this is a film that's just so empowering in terms of like, you know, what you can accomplish, you know, the, the persistence and like the human spirit and the drive. I mean, the guy's nuts, but you know, I have all the respect for him. Well, that's, that's probably my only consideration as, as a a subject is somebody who is such a thrill seeker that maybe there's only certain parts of his brain that are activated if he's doing stuff that could kill him. Right. Well, (laughs) the documentary goes into all the people before him and it documents all the people that have died doing it as well. Oh, wow. Um, But, and, you know, he's pretty young, you know, and I, I mean, he's a, I have a friend who's like met him and is obsessed with, I'm like, okay, but don't do the same thing, dude. (laughs) You know, but it, it is, I mean, it is incredible. And I mean, they record every moment of him at when he actually does it as well. And it's the just spectacle like, of it. I mean, it's like, yeah. <gasps> I mean, he doesn't have, Oh, you know, you see, this is like Tom Cruise, eat your heart out. You know what I mean? He doesn't have a single <laughs> string. He doesn't have a single rope. He's got nothing. It's, wow. it, I mean, he doesn't even have like fancy gloves and it's like, it's just got a bit of like powder and he's in shorts and like that's, it's insane. Wow. Um, anyway, I, I would recommend it because it, it, it's a pretty incredible documentary, Free Solo. I think it won the Oscar as well, um, but it, it's a great piece of filmmaking for sure. Yeah, it totally won the Oscar. Um, but that being said, that's You'll all probably I never know. check it out. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's all I know about yeah. it. It, it, it um, really I, is great. I, I, I would like to see it. I, I just, I might have to get myself up to that point. Like, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, with like flying... You know, I'm good if we're like in in the air, we're like floating. <laughs> so if I'm seeing the struggle of climbing, I mean, it was enough man man on wire. I mean, that was stressful enough. Right, and I this, like takes, this is like takes it to a whole new level. This takes man on wire to a whole. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> nuts because that. I mean, El Capitan is. I mean, I don't know how high it is, but it's just insane. And he's climbing the little nukes and crannies, and not only that, he has to like leap from sections uh, it's uh. like jump from sections it it's nuts oh man um but it, it really is quite something so i, I recommend it uh, awesome all right buddy what do you got i have a movie called three identical strangers it's on my damn list uh, i love this documentary oh, man. it is a terrifying documentary though it is, but go ahead it's yeah, your choice it's it starts out wonderful fun and games oh yeah yeah it's like i went to college and this they were calling me this other name like everyone's like hey man like they knew me that's not my name i'm like uh and they're like uh let's go to the phone booth and let's call and and you hear your own voice and then suddenly you're looking at yourself and you see your double and it's your twin that you've never met yeah and then it turns out you have another brother triplets yeah all separated at birth 
Yeah. And then it, it it's they go on the talk show circuit. They're in the newspapers. Right, they're getting all the ladies. They're all these like handsome triplets. We're, it's all fun and games. Yeah, we're seeing and then, we're seeing we're seeing everything they have in common. And yeah. then uh all the, the things that yeah, takes yeah. a turn, man. <laughs> it, yeah. You start to see this 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 social experiment aspect, which I don't I don't think I want to spoil if people haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, no spoilers. But let's just say it's it's worth your time and attention to to watch this and you can enjoy certain aspects of it but just know you're in for a very ultimately heartbreaking um journey with these brothers it's 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 not it's not fun in games yeah it was quite something it's called three identical strangers just like spacey said and it you know the first half of the film really is quite uplifting it's quite funny it's quite entertaining you know have these three triplets who didn't know each other all come together and they actually became like celebrities in the 80s and were everywhere opened up a restaurant and stuff and then the film has a real twist and again we won't spoil it this is real it's real life what actually happened and it's like out of a freaking james bond movie or alfred <laughs> hitchcock movie or something yeah right? yeah it really is on that level why no one sought to do this as a uh as a fictional story or if they have i've not heard of it but if they've not they're probably going to develop this they'll make something. it into a film probably think, yeah. yeah it's too yeah. unbelievable yeah to, you know to be true almost. you wouldn't think that this could actually happen yeah and, and it all the people listening are like what, what are, are they talking, talking about? <laughs> well, watch it. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great choice. It was on my list. I oh, love it. Awesome. All right, we're going to roll through this. Uh, let's see if you have this one. Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Uh, have you seen is, that? It, I have seen it. It's not on my official list, but I was tempted to put it on there. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman, mm-hmm. who is this, I as well. this completely surreal, bizarre, out there comedian from the 70s and early 80s who i personally think was a genius but was way ahead of his time i I agree he just fucked with the audience he had all these alter egos people just didn't know what he was doing he was on the tv show taxi and he would show up high and bring prostitutes on set and he would mess with the audience once he just like he, he he did a show where he just read the entirety of the great gatsby that, yep. that was his entire oh, show. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, it it's insane what this guy did. And he, you know, he died young. A lot of people think he staged his own death. Um, he was just so bizarre. And then, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, say what you will about him now, through the, the 90s, I, I absolutely loved him. I loved his movies. Oh, I agree. And Man on the Moon is the biopic of Andy Kaufman, and there was no one better to play him than... Uh, Jim Carrey, and, and I actually love that film. I, I think I do it's too. fantastic. I do as well. Yeah. Um, I had no idea the lengths he went to. I mean, he did like a eat your heart out, Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> inhabiting the role. He yeah. became Andy Kaufman. That he drove the director and his co-stars batshit crazy. Yeah. And this yeah. documentary is all this footage from like twenty years ago of him inhabiting that and becoming him. And you can see the director's struggle because he wants the performance, but he's like, Jim, you're driving me crazy. He's like, I know, but you want me to be Jim or you want me to be Andy? And he's like, well, I want you to be Andy, but (laughs) it's so good. I love it. It's so fascinating. And the moments where his Andy's parents and, and his, his daughter show up on set and those moments between Jim and 
and them is really, really heartrending because well, they were like, it's frightening how lifelike. I mean, it's like he's right there with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so even the co-stars because Danny DeVito was in um, Taxi. That's the, right. The yeah. TV show. And yeah. He's in so the movie. he he was producing the film and had a role as his manager in the right. in the movie. So. Yeah, so this movie, I agree completely. I, it should have been on my list. You know what? Let's just say on my list. Oh, it's okay. But <laughs> I, um, I mean, <laughs> I highly yeah, I highly recommend Man on the Moon, the film. Um, but if you want to see kind of a deeper cut and see how crazy it really went, uh, check out Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. I think it's still on Netflix. It's just a fascinating yeah. watch. Cool. All right, my friend. Awesome. Um, next up, we're going to go through this really quickly, I guess. Yeah, we're rolling through this. Well, I have quite a few more. So yeah, yeah, worry. yeah. Um, Grizzly Man. It's what? on my damn list. Uh, All right. No, no. I love our list. Okay, cool. Okay. This documentary is freaking insane. It is. It's your wow. pick. Damn it. And I want to talk about it. Guest, um, guest first. So, Timothy Treadwell, he was kind of like featured himself to be he a, was a insane. <laughs> sort of a crocodile hunter sort of type character who could but a little bit yeah insane is the right word he would he would get right up close to these bears and he kind of featured himself to be a a, a bear he kind of thought he was yeah, a bear he would like, he would growl at people and well he literally said that he was he had attempted suicide he was depressed he was on drugs and he had right, found yeah. this reservation in Alaska and it basically gave him a, it restored faith and you know gave him a reason to live again that's right and he yeah. would spend what uh summers like four months every year with these bears sorry back to you no but yeah, no it's incredible. i think i think you've you've stated it better than i could um i fixate on these little moments though in the film i think they they're the ones that stand out for most people who've seen it is where you know Werner herzog is Oh yeah, One that's mentioned. It's directed by you know the legendary film director Warner Herzog, which makes it even more like just trippy. <laughs> yeah, he he takes all of this found footage from 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 Treadwell and and turns it into this cautionary tale. Really, yeah. Because spoilers, guys, he gets fucking eaten by a bear. Yeah, and yeah. his girlfriend does too. Yeah, it's really <laughs> this guy who loves bears really is eaten. And I'm not kidding. He's not just killed. He is eaten by a bear. Yeah. So fair warning. Don't go hang out with bears. <laughs> if you if you are um, light of of uh, constitution, when it comes to topics like you know humans being eaten by animals, uh, not that it's depicted. Um, but if you have an overactive imagination, don't see this movie. So. Yeah, but the footage is <laughs> the footage is astounding. Yes, it, yes. It, it's a fascinating story as well, and it is tragic that happened because what happened was he he went back and he stayed there a bit longer, which wasn't planned, and all the bears he was familiar with had moved away. Mm -hmm. So the bears that he was hanging out with when the tragedy happened, he didn't have a relationship with. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, there's all these different factors. And it almost seems like he kind of wanted to go because he says in the film many times, like, you know, I may get eaten by a bear and it's the way I'd want to go. But uh, the tragedy is obviously, you know, he took his girlfriend down with him who there's very little information about her as well, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I, I it's really it's an odd experience to watch the movie and that you're not going to get a lot of like comforting answers about you know the oh, tragedy we didn't even mention he had the camera running 
when the bear ate him. Yeah. There is audio, which thank God you don't get to listen to, but yep. the director listens to the audio yeah. and you see his reaction. And he's like, don't ever never to let again. anyone <laughs> destroy this. Yeah. He says it to the girl who had it. Oh yeah. my God. It's such a fascinating documentary. Oh, yeah. It truly is. Grizzly man. It's, it's just, you got to watch it. You All know. right. Um, that was yours, right? That was mine. Yeah. Oh, well, you've okay. got a great list, man. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, good. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, yes. My wife loves Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. I'm British, so I didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers. Oh, I didn't so no really, context. I didn't really know who he was. Oh. Well, my wife would talk about him, um, but I've ne never really watched his stuff. This documentary is incredible, and I, I hope this guy is as sincere and as decent as a person as it seemed he truly was. I believe I believe he was. Because yeah. he did you used to watch I did. What, yeah. What was the show called? Mr. Rogers Neighborhood? Or? That was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. A, a um, children's show. Yeah, on, on PBS and uh, it started in nineteen sixty eight. So the release of the film uh, marks like the fiftieth anniversary of that, right? And he um, died in real life just a few years he ago. He died in two thousand four. Okay. Um, I'm sort of a, <laughs> I'm sort of an amateur, uh, Mr. Rogers scholar. So I, I, I oh, read. I don't know anything. <laughs> just <laughs> this documentary. I've read any book about him, any book by him, every film up to this point about him, all the YouTube clips. Um, I was at the premiere at Sundance. I met the oh, director. Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, I met the director and the producers, oh, and that's it was awesome. It was yeah. I got a little button that says "Won't you be my neighbor?" And oh, that's, that's great. my yeah. That's my little keepsake. I am so pissed off. It didn't win the Oscar. It didn't even get nominated. Yeah, I don't. How is I, that possible? I you know what? Um, I I don't put a lot of uh, thought toward that anymore. The, the I used stuff, to. Yeah. I used to be. Yeah, I think I think it's just one of those movies that it transcends awards. It transcends whether or not anybody else likes it. I love it. You love it. Uh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I was yeah. Well, that's and even the thing. for you, you haven't you didn't grow up with right, it. Right, and I was in tears in this yeah. movie at the end. I mean, it's just it was so humane. You know, it was so it was just such a good documentary about a good person and i remember well, i just turned to my wife who was like sobbing like man i really hope he is just that decent and good and pure yeah you know because and also what he would do with his show where he would talk to children like they were like human beings oh, totally. about death about divorce about like real things and he would just do it so well uh, I I absolutely loved it and that whole sequence which is real with the the judge Oh, where, the the yeah. Senate subcommittee. Yeah, right. it's a, a very famous to, real life thing. Yeah, they were trying to defund the Corporation for Public Broadcasting uh, to funnel more money toward the war efforts at the time in Vietnam. And, you know, it's all well and good. We understand that that takes money. But all it took was for Mr. Rogers to get up there and to say his piece. And they're like, they were well, blown away. They were I, like, well, what you just said was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And we think you should get all the funding. you <laughs> It was so amazing. And you know they're making a film with Tom Hanks oh, playing yeah. Mr. Rogers. I, I think that's a stroke <laughs> of genius. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to see that. Yeah. I, anyway, it's a phenomenal documentary. I absolutely loved it. Agreed. All right, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to go on a similar path with my next choice. I am Big Bird. Oh, I haven't seen this. Okay. Damn it. And I've heard of this documentary. Yeah, it came out about five years ago. Sesame Street? Yes. Okay. So the actor who plays Big Bird, 
He's a real guy. His name is Carol Spinney. I mean, he just retired last year. So he played he played the character. He originated the character as well as Oscar the Grouch. Both characters. So you wow. think of it as being this really strange dichotomy of the very grumpy, gruff, and then the very sweet, gentle, delicate Big Bird. Um, but yeah, Carol Spinney, he um, got his start basically as a puppeteer back in the days like the the 50s and and he was a cartoonist as well and then uh, he was discovered by Jim Henson just as they were starting to develop this show for kids you know as as an educational platform and it was Sesame Street so it basically made his life and career to meet Jim Henson and this movie has some very tender moments like when Jim Henson passes away and uh, it's just very, very, very yeah, touching. I've heard about this documentary. Yeah, Damn it, I, I should have watched it. But, I haven't. Uh, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's uh, it's worth a watch. Um, if you like, won't you be my neighbor? You're gonna also like this film. I am I Big think. Bird, right? Yeah. Okay, I I'm gonna Big check Bird. it out. Okay, good. This next one is really near and dear to my heart because I I'm a film critic. I'm obsessed with movies. Uh, this is Life Itself, Roger yep. Ebert. Also on, on your list, list, right? Yep. Um, this is a, I've seen this documentary about three times. Um, it, it's a bit of a rough watch as well because Roger Ebert was, you know, my hero and he suffered from this horrible disease towards the end of his life. And he had like reconstructive face surgery where basically half of his face was gone through this entire documentary. And I don't know about you, that was really rough for me to look at. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. It was, but at the same time, it gives you, it gives you such great empathy for the human, you know, spirit. Of course. Yeah. Um, what was inside of him. And because, how witty he was still, because oh, he was kind of, it was like a Stephen Hawking setup where he would communicate through a computer, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and his wife, Chaz Ebert, uh, seemed like such a strong woman, so supportive. And obviously it takes you through his whole career from the 60s, 70s with Siskel and Ebert, you know, outside of Leonard Moulton. To me, it was Leonard Moulton and Siskel and Ebert. And I always liked Roger Ebert. I always found his reviews struck a chord with me. Agreed. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just, it's a fascinating documentary. And obviously it's about his career, but as you said, it's kind of just about the human spirit and, you know, I I love it. Do you have anything else to comment on that? Um, just uh, that uh, it, it's 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 interesting to watch him grow up through the film. It's told chronologically. Um, his early days, you know, where he was kind of carousing and had a different woman seemed on on his arm every night as he as he as <laughs> yeah he, he wasn't a good looking this, guy yeah. man and he was like a ladies man and I'm like <laughs> damn I'm a film critic well look I'm married sorry babe <laughs> that ship has passed <laughs> yeah I'm married too happily so but he, he um he changed his life obviously when he realized he was he was drinking too much and he he was sober you know from a very early point in his life he's like I'm not gonna drink anymore and. It, it, it's um it's interesting how somebody could make that choice and you feel like it really does impact so many things along the way yeah somebody's, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be sober and vigilant and <laughs> and they actually go forth and they become successful just by 
somehow stumbling upon the career path of writing about the movies. Somebody he inherited it from somebody else. Like, like, do you want to write reviews for movies? And like, okay, sure. And yeah. that became his life's passion. Yeah, it's a beautiful documentary. I, yeah, life itself, totally it's fantastic. All right, see you again. Um, this is a uh, a bit of a cheat because it's not a f- one film. It's uh, it's an eight part series. But it's a documentary. It's documentary. All it's right. The Beatles anthology. Oh well, damn you! <laughs> if I thought that would count, it would be on my list. Oh really? I, I mean, I I'm British. Come on, man! <laughs> I love the Beatles. I've seen that. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ron Howard actually did like a a three hour uh, Beatles documentary, and then there was also a George Harrison. That's right. Documentary, which almost made my list. But I, I good. Was, so I'm I, glad we're representing. Yeah, the I was a little torn on those because if you have a Ron Howard directed documentary. And a Martin Scorsese directed documentary, all Beatles related. Um, but for me, it's got to come down to that, you know, the 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 you know, six hundred plus minutes of just going through the early years and through the formation of the group and you know the ups and downs and just oh yeah, it's, I mean it's amazing. I'm obsessed with the Beatles. Yeah, just yeah. So you know, obsessed. Like likewise, when I was a child some of my earliest memories is just watching beatles videos and movies my dad just had the vhs's lying around yeah um i have all these anthology behind the scenes you know like video and recording sessions in the studio of and it's so bizarre and surreal because they're from the 60s and it's john and and paul and george and ringo just kind of riffing and you know, arguing and joking about incredible stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that documentary is fantastic. You know what? There's actually a documentary. Uh, I think it might be on Netflix, and it's about the Beatles and how they changed the culture. Have you seen that? I think I have. I would have to cue into what the title is, it's but I'm actually quite incredible because it, it's all about the impact, and mm-hmm. it's literally how like when they dressed. The whole planet started dressing that way. Oh, yeah. When they changed their hair, the whole planet. When they started taking drugs, everyone started. (laughs) But it's actually. When they broke up, everybody broke up. When they did their magical mystery tour, then Rolling Stones and everyone else tried to follow suit. It's so fascinating. The impact that this band had on the world just has no bounds. Oh, yeah. There's nobody bigger than them still. It's it's just incredible. So I'm glad that you gave it some representation. All right, man, let's see. Okay, my next one, this is a documentary. I don't think a lot of people have heard about a lot at all. It's called Minding the Gap. Have you seen this? I I keep hearing about it, and I feel so bad. I've not seen it. Well, because no one has. You know, I mean, Barack Obama, when he was president, was like, this is one of the best documentaries of all time. He loved it. Um, It is a beautiful little documentary. It was made by this, like, film student in college about him and his two other friends. And it's all about, it's a raw, honest portrait of race and social class. Hmm. Uh, It's like this Asian guy, um, this kind of his, you know, they're all best friends. It's this Asian guy. It's this uh, young African-American teenage kid. And then this kind of hick, white kind of a friend of theirs. They're all skateboarders. Um, But, you know, they're rough, 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 real family life and dynamics and what happened with their you know, with abuse and all, it's it's really quite unflinching, but it, it's it's quite impressive considering this kid is he's probably eighteen, nineteen, 
um i absolutely was blown away by it i've only seen it once i i and full disclosure i watched it as part of preparation for oh, this really yeah because i i had heard about it and i was like okay i need to check that one out uh, it's called minding the gap i highly recommend it awesome all right man so uh my next film it kind of like is a good jumping off point from from this sort of race and class uh issue mm-hmm. um hoop dreams oh okay i I it was on my list to watch because okay. I haven't seen it. It's one of the most acclaimed yep. documentaries of all time. I'm gonna let you talk about it. I promise. Sorry for stealing your thunder. That's Here's why okay. I didn't watch it. I know it's about basketball, yep. and I know it's like three hours long. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I can watch like three other documentaries in the same time. I, I tell I don't... me about this because I know yeah. it's uh, critics. Sorry jizz over this documentary yeah yeah they lose their they lose their literally they do um so basically it follows two african-american youths who are living in the inner city of chicago and they're they are scouted uh this is in the late 80s early 90s era and it follows them over the course of about four or five years as they grow up yeah from like you know you know freshman to to senior right and it is so captivating. You, 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 and it um, is like three hours, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just the right length because you might think, you know, oh, we're barely getting started, and you look at the the, the runtime, and you're like, you've gone for an hour, and you're like, I want to know what happens next, and it's very captivating. Yeah, I got to check it out. Yeah, the, the does s- it matter if you're not like a sports guy if you're not really into basketball? That's a good question. Um, like, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's it. There's enough color commentary from all different walks of life. So whether you're a fan of basketball or just you want to get inside these people's heads, like what is it? What is the appeal? What makes these kids, you know? go from living their lives where they maybe have very little prospects and they're just plucked from obscurity and you're going to be the next Michael Jordan. You're going to be the next Isaiah Thomas. And what is, what, what makes some succeed and others not? What came of these people? Are there anyone now or not really? They, you know, they didn't go on to have professional basketball careers in the NBA, which is what their, their goal was. This is what the hoop dreams is all about. But um, they saw some college ball. Um, but there's also just some heartbreak associated with some of the characters in this movie. You know, after after the film is over. So if you get a copy of the DVD, it's a, in the Criterion Collection. If you watch the special features and read about it, it there's just this whole story. Um, I I feel like I'm doing it an injustice just talking about it. Just go see the film. Oh, Set aside I mean, as, three hours. Yeah. This is the film that I watched on the airplane. Oh wow! <laughs> as a film auteur, I mean, I've heard about this film for yeah twenty years, and it was uh, it's so acclaimed. Yeah, it has three directors. One of the directors, Steve James, he also directed um, Life Itself. Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah. Love, okay, there you go. So, there so you I'll go. probably enjoy it. I I think so. Okay, man. Uh, Here's my next one, um, and this is almost a double feature because I, I adore the film as well. I think it's so underrated. Uh, and I know I'm a, a little British boy, but uh, Dogtown and Z-Boys. Ooh, have you seen this? I have not. Oh, dude. I know the title, though. Okay, so it's about the, the birth, skateboarding, It's about right? the birth of uh, skateboarding in, in Los Angeles. Uh, it's uh, Tony Alva, Jay Adams, Stacey Peralta, and they did a film called Lords of Dogtown. With Heath Ledger, Emil oh, yeah. Hirsch, 
incredible directed movie. Directed by uh, Catherine Hardwick. Exactly. It's such a phenomenal... Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Watch that space, because that's going to come up in a later episode. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I I adore it. it uh, again, it's very... Uh, it's fascinating if you're into skateboarding and stuff, but it's also... It's very unflinching, you know? Um, some of them were just, like, driven for success and were quite professional. Some of them were just punks you know druggies crims um and they all kind of went their different ways and paths but uh it, it's just such a fascinating portrait of the birth of skateboarding and i absolutely love it it's called dogtown and z boys and it was a uh, it was directed by stacy peralta you know he actually uh put it put the whole thing together so it's very authentic and fresh too absolutely love it oh and sean penn narrates it of all people oh awesome yeah anyway highly recommend it Cool. Um, for me, the next one is a bit of a cheat as well. It covers uh, a documentary series that began in 1964 and every seven years after has followed the same group of people. Wow, that's fascinating. They're going to come out with the latest installation this year. Uh, What's it called? It's called, well, this, it's the Up series. So the first film was called Seven Up. And they were the, the the subjects in this film. It was fourteen kids, and they were all the same age. They were seven years old. And then, as they followed this group of kids through the years, you had fourteen. Well, it was called seven plus seven up. And then it was you know uh, twenty one up, twenty eight up, thirty five up, forty two up, wow, forty nine up. You know, goes on and on. So what's it about? Uh, it basically just kind of gets gives you an idea of what each child is like at the beginning. And you have a distinct personality in each one, certain class level. Some are very like poor, some are middle class, some are very upper class. And as the um, as the story progresses over the years, over the intervening years, the decades, and you can trace back these points to where they were very small children, and you can follow those threads to now when they're adults. And it's so intriguing to watch. Wow! In is that, this mainstream or is it more like an art house? It's documentary? it was it was a television documentary um, released um, in the UK. Actually, really? yeah, it wow. takes place in the UK, and it was produced by I think Grenada Television. Huh? Granada, Granada, Granada yeah, from no, Manchester. Granada, yeah, it's like where banana. my family lives. <laughs> I've been to that studio. <laughs> I gotta remember, it's like banana. Yeah, Granada. Granada, yeah, banana, not banana. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I, these these characters, you just fall in love with them. If you start from the very first, um, you know, installation of the series, and you work your way through, you go through this heartache and also just joy for some of these people how they how they overcome the odds and or maybe they're just like nonplussed and they're like, I'm just happy just being me, and they have no there's no drama at all for some people. It's so interesting to see them all intersect. In, in ways they all reunite that's fascinating as, as so it's called the up series the up series it wow. was actually it's been directed by michael apted who oversaw the um the chronicles of narnia films oh wow as of recent. so he's also a documentary film i have to check that out all right man my next one i don't know if you've seen this documentary uh hero dreams of sushi no i have not i okay. was told to watch this dude you have to check this out yeah uh, i was like why do i want to watch a two-hour documentary about sushi. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. This documentary is why. Really? It is such a beautiful and fascinating film. I mean, I love sushi, but... Dude, I... 
Uh, I know, but how would you think that would make for like enthralling entertainment? So this guy, Hero, is this 98-year-old guy who has this tiny little sushi shop, like the size of our studio here where I record. He literally, he has enough room for about four or five guests. It's like $500 a meal. He's booked for months out. He is a three-star rated Michelin restaurant, the highest you can get. His sushi is the best sushi in the world, apparently. And he has this tiny little place in this subway station. Like, you know, sorry, in like Asia somewhere, (laughs) I guess in Japan. I'm not totally sure, but it's, I mean, it's not lavish or anything, but the the story just of how he became this way and he's been apprenticing and training his two sons for like 30, 40 years and they're supposed to take over from him. And one of them already has his own restaurant, which is like a two uh, Michelin rated star restaurant. Number one, it just makes your mouth water. The music is so beautiful, but it's also just so fascinating. Mm. It's such a fascinating story because... I mean, this guy, he's just like this old wise Buddha who just apparently just pours magic pixie dust and makes like (laughs) the world's best sushi. And people travel all over the world, will will wait in line for months on the list to get in. And it's like $500 and it's a, oh, and it's a set five course meal. You have to eat what he gives you. It's not even a proper restaurant. It's a tiny little space. It's so fascinating. I absolutely loved it i was like how did i enjoy that so much and then i watched it again okay that's going on my list i'm going to watch it's phenomenal hero dreams of sushi it's known as one of the most acclaimed documentaries of all time which is again why i watched it because i was like all right i gotta check this out yeah and my wife was like oh my god yes we're seeing it now (laughs) there's another one honorable mention called chef flen have you heard of this? I've heard of it, yes. About this the New York, yeah, he's like yeah. a 12. Now he's like 18, but he oh, started okay. when he was like nine. Uh, that's pretty incredible as well. Oh, yeah. Because it started from like in his house just with friends, and then he became like one of the world's most famous acclaimed chefs. And, you know, people thought it was just a gimmick, but no, he's actually really brilliant. Um, but Hero Dreams of Sushi, it's just, it's phenomenal. I loved it. Awesome. All right, man, we're winding down. Okay. What you got? I have The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I was just at Molten Fest okay. with Leonard Moulton. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, screened it there. Oh, awesome. And as you know, unfortunately, Schnepp, sweaty, he died. Yeah, I heard about uh, but that. But Holly, his girlfriend, was there. Yeah. And yeah. she presented the film. Leonard Moulton spoke about it. I love this film. I know I'm stealing your thunder. I'll that's let you talk all, about no, it. No, no, no. That's this quite was, all right. This was just a few weeks ago, and I and I have seen it. It's on Netflix. Um, this is oh, the, is it now? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's where I watched it like a, a year or so ago. So oh, maybe it's awesome. not there anymore. But John Schnepp directed this. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away last year. Yeah, it's really um, sad. But you can tell it was his passion. Yeah, uh, was you know, like like some of us who at that time in the mid '90s, where you hear about a Tim Burton helmed. Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage <laughs> written people. by Kevin Smith. Yeah. I mean, that's like a geek's wet dream. <laughs> Why did this film not get made? Um, well, uh, you, you have to watch this documentary to find out, don't you? Yeah, the death of Superman lives, which is what the film was going to be called. Yeah. Or the original title was like Superman reborn. And they're yeah. like, eh, we don't like that title. So. I mean, Nicolas Cage, I mean, you see him in the Superman 
outfit, man, in the costume. I mean, yeah, he's... And this is Nicolas Cage when he was, like, A-list. This isn't, like, crazy, I'll do whatever I want, Nicolas Cage. Totally, yeah. God bless him, I still love. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, right after his Oscar win. Right. Um, so A he... bit later, but still, like, uh, yeah, yeah, Conner, yeah, yeah. face-off kind of totally. time period. Yeah, yeah. He, so this could have... Yeah. Just imagine what could have been. I know. And that's what this movie is. It kind of walks you through, what if? Yeah. Um, and look what Tim Burton did for Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they were wanting to sort of like replicate some of that success, but obviously you had a lot of hands in the in the in the in the pot that were right. kind of stirring things up a little bit. And then it eventually crazy. turned into Superman Returns with Brandon Ruth, which yeah. is such a pity because he wasn't a bad Superman. Oh, that I agree. Film just had problems. Yeah, and I think. Um, I think that was actually, it's one of those underrated movies yeah. where it didn't do very well yeah. it, it, commercially or Well, for the whole, reasons. the kid thing and yeah. the casting of Kate Bodsworth of Lewis Lane, I thought was horrible. But, yeah, I agree. But I actually like Ruth and it's got some incredible action sequences. In yeah. It. And, yeah. And as an actor, Kevin Spacey. Um, he was great. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. a good Lex Luthor. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my pick. That's a great yeah. pick, man. Thank you. That's a great pick. Okay. Well, my last one. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, they shall not grow old. Peter Jackson. Oh, I, I, um, I want to see this so bad. This, I is, wish I had seen it in theaters. Yeah, this is a tough watch. Yeah, it's spooky. It's so eerie. So what Peter Jackson did, and again, I don't understand why this documentary just kind of came and went and wasn't like a big Oscar buzz thing. I mean, it's like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe because it's not a true documentary or something. I don't know. He took a hundred year old footage from World War One and he remastered it. He, he touched it up. So it's full color. And he recreated the audio with actors hmm. and sounds. So the first like 20 minutes of it is like really rough hundred year old footage. And it's really rough. And then, and it's like half of the screen and then it expands into like full color HD with real sounds. And it's just, it's so spooky. Oh, and wow. this is at a time when cameras obviously are like an incredible thing. Like video is incredible. So you've got all these soldiers looking at you like, look boys, we're being recorded and everyone. And it's so eerie and yeah. spooky. But then it goes even more. It takes you into the war, in the trenches. Wow. Just bodies, just people blown up and getting shot and killed and in full color from a hundred years ago it is it's freaky like it will show a picture of a guy and then it will show his tattered body like like he he looked at dead bodies and he found like a picture of that actual person i mean it's rough but it, it's yeah. showing you war and it's showing you obviously the atrocities of war but it's putting you there oh yeah i mean peter jackson we already know is just he's such a master but I, I just never seen anything like this before the way it's done and the way he does the audio sound recordings it it's so lifelike. right i was i was reading about how they oh, would read the lips that's and right they would just accurately depict what they were saying yeah it's not voice those aren't the in. real people it's actual voice actors yeah but it's just it's so creepy yeah, but in I, a fascinating way i think technology in this way should be used to generate more empathy and understanding and i think i i i, I from what of what you've told and what i've heard that this film is just that it's a it's, it's a way of phenomenal building yeah. better 
more appreciation for what sacrifices have of course gone yeah. before us. Yeah, it's incredible. All right, man, that was a damn good list. Uh, that was a yeah. damn good list. The, the truth is, is I could talk to you all evening, and I love this, but, uh, you know, I think we covered a lot of great documentaries. I have uh, several honorable mentions, but we do have to wrap up. Um, but do you want to uh, kind of just rattle off some honorable mentions for documentaries for our listeners to check out? Uh, totally. Um, my honorable mentions, I will make them as quick as possible. Waco, Rules of Engagement, Bob Dylan, No Direction Home. Love it. Yellow Brick Road. This is a more obscure documentary. It's from 2005. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, Burt's Buzz. It's about the founder of Burt's Bees. Wow. Um, Spellbound. Uh, this is about a uh, spelling bee. Um, and it follows these kids, like these school-age kids. It's amazing. Wow. Um, Citizen Four, about Ed, oh, Ed Snowden. Yes, on my list. Oh, cool, cool. That's fascinating. Um, Let's see. What and else. the film by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, man. oh yeah. We got, got some major representation. Yeah. There. It's funny how that works <laughs> hey, out. Hey, you work for Hit Record. It's great. <laughs> I actually really like that film. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. the documentary is yeah, just yeah. fascinating. No, I agree. Um, Civil War. I have to mention Civil War. It's a, a nine-part series by Ken Burns. It was on PBS. It talks oh, about the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. American Civil War. Um, Batman and Bill. It's on Hulu. I recommend it. Um, the King of Kong. It's about this... These uh, guys are competing against each other to have the highest score on on Donkey Kong. Um, Super Size Me. On my uh, list. Also. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, and Which, yeah. that documentary is so freaky when you think about it because it's trying to show you the, you know, how shocking it is eating McDonald's and look at McDonald's today. It just made it bigger than ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy. Just free publicity. Yeah. Um, and uh, a film we saw at Sundance last year, 306 Hollywood. Okay, what's that about? Uh, it's about uh, a brother and sister who, whose um, grandmother dies, and they kind of reconnect with her through her belongings and their archi archival footage of her, and they make this film as a tribute to her, to her life. And 306 Hollywood is the address of, of her home oh, wow. in New Jersey. So I Very highly cool. recommend that. Um, yeah, so that's my honorable mentions. All right, man, I'll go through some of mine. Uh, Spielberg. The oh, yes. HBO documentary, it's like a three-hour documentary. I mean, arguably the most influential film director of all time. But it's also just so fascinating. You know, he was part of that brat pack of Brian De Palma and George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola who were considered like rebels and rapscallions and are now like the most acclaimed directors of their generation it's a, a fascinating documentary uh, talk about michael moore again you may not like the guy but fahrenheit 9-11 oh yeah um such a it's a scathing kind of documentary anti-war and iraq and bush but it's also just it's so tongue-in-cheek it's so in your face oh, it's yeah. very fascinating um thoroughly enjoyed it Amy about Amy Winehouse. Oh yeah, uh, I, it, it's just such an in, it's such an intimate and kind of heartbreaking portrayal. It's a very very well done documentary. It mm. won an Oscar as well. Sound City, David Grohl. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. Oh, I have not. So cool. Absolutely love it. Very it cool. It's a, it's all about music and this very famous uh, recording studio. And it, it's just I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Awesome. Um, let's see. Bully. Have you seen Bully? I have not. Okay. This is obviously about bullying. Uh, it's a very, um, it's, it's a, it's a punch in the gut. 
mm. you know, um, but it follows the lives of specific families and how bullying has affected their children. Uh, it's really, really well done. Um, Stop Making Sense, which oh, is about Talking yeah. Heads, one of the uh. greatest, one of the greatest oh, uh, yeah. concert documentaries ever made. Oh, totally. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then Bat Kid. Have you seen Bat Kid? I have. In fact, um, I have met the director of this film. Are you serious? Yeah, Brett Culp. Yeah. So what's the name of that company? Uh, Heart Foundation? Yeah. The Make-A-Wish um, Foundation. Make, yes, yes. So this kid had some illness and they... They turned the entire city, this is San Francisco? I believe so, yes. Into like a comic book movie for a day mm -hmm. for this kid. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, they had the Joker, the Riddler. They had Batman, Batmobile. It, the film is just, A, it's so fun to watch, but it's so heartwarming. Oh, I agree. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, and I think I'll end there because I've got so many. Oh, I know. Me too. I actually cut mine short. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good a good list, man. We covered a lot, and I liked your list. I oh, liked, I love yours. Yeah, we were on the same level apart from some of those crazy obscure ones, which know, a few of them I, I really want to check I out. <laughs> and I think I had a few you want to check yeah, out, too. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm in the mood for sushi. Is, yeah, is good just stuff. Me? High five, man. Hey. Audio podcast high five. Yeah. yeah no, seriously, Hero Dreams of Sushi, that film... You won't understand why you're so entertained, <laughs> why you're so enthralled, because it is two hours about sushi. <laughs> I, I, I think I have the attention span for it, though. <laughs> yeah. And I got to check out Hoop Dreams now because I've, I've heard so much yes. about it. Uh, it, it, it. Just give yourself that space of time to enjoy it in its fullness. Uh, and I don't think you'll regret it. Yeah. All right, Spacey. Well, this was a lot of fun. You have a good time. Oh, I had an awesome time. I, I just hope that uh, if you have me back on, that my voice will be in working order but uh i think your voice worked to your advantage oh, you're you're like underplaying it my friend <laughs> it's good the it's raspy it's nice oh thank you <laughs> all right man where can people find you uh you can find me at imspaceship.com um i'm also uh working on films with my wife cora linda um with our production company space stream productions um yeah so i would check out uh those on uh, all the social medias, which is uh, like Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I'm at um, IamSpaceship.com. Yeah, and what's the space? We're going to have uh, Cora Linder on the show next. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it um, because I get to listen and not talk. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> drink right, some man. herbal tea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a pleasure having you on the show, Spacey. Hey, thank you very all much. All right, man. you take care, buddy. Hey. Ooh, a firm hand grip hey. there. Ooh. All right, guys. Good night, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. As always, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.